Welcome back to the Hitch This Kids podcast. I'm Gage. And I'm Ashley. So what's up, babe? I'm sore. I know, me too. I'm really <laughs> sore from landscaping the side of our house yesterday. It looks so good, though. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked about it. If you saw our Instagram stories, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was fun. It was fun to do. Actually do it to your own house versus like always as a kid like you're doing it for your parents or someone else but i also feel like i did my first crossfit workout ever yeah my my legs are pretty sore omg (laughs) all right so what's up well um after last week's episode we kind of talked about like our engagement story and Mm -hmm. us moving to denver and everything but we haven't really talked about us moving back from denver And, like, that year and a half period where we were engaged and how hard of a year that was, mainly for me, Um, that was the first year I really struggled with, like, anxiety attacks and depression. And it was, like, just a really, really low point in my life. And so I thought it would be cool to talk about that on here today and how we dealt with that over that year right well there there was a lot of things too that like probably helped influence a lot of that but it also didn't help that when we moved down to St. George we could barely afford it I didn't make really enough money to be able to like support us both which I was because you were going to school full-time yeah and full-time to me was so like since I was going to esthetician school It's based on an hours basis, not like, it's not on credits like a normal college. And so as soon as you met your 1,200 hours in Utah, that's when you graduated. And so my school allowed me to go to school for up to 48 hours a week. And that's pretty much what I did almost every week. I I was going at least... 40 to 45 hours a week yeah and that that was crazy because i was like we didn't see each other very much because you would work i mean not work you would go to school at nighttime too like yeah i would you wouldn't start be back till like eight or nine o'clock that night it was 10 was it 10 yeah so it was like we never really saw each other because i was waking up going to work in the morning you were going to school we always miss each other during lunches and then you worked late you went to school late so it was like we didn't see each other very much and because I was the only like because you were going to school full-time you couldn't work and you were just starting out your career I was just starting so I didn't make I didn't make shit really for the first year and a half yeah and like the opportunity that you had was super awesome that's why I didn't leave and I I thought about leaving and going like going to one of just one of those deadbeat jobs just to make a quick $18 an hour, you know what I mean? Yeah. Thank God I didn't, but... <laughs> yeah, it worked out for the best. But, yeah, that was definitely a huge... Not, not like, the only factor, but it was a big factor. Mm-hmm. Because not only was I, like, stressed, trying to go to school, just trying to do, like, all of your normal errands from day to day while going to school 48 hours a week... But we, like, weren't really making ends meet on top of it. Yeah, we were pretty poor. Yeah. We were very poor. There was times where I would have to call my parents and be like, hey, 
like we paid all our bills, all that's taken care of, but now we have no money for another two weeks, and we have no food in the fridge. We can't afford to go get food. We have some salt and pepper and oregano. Yeah, that was, yeah, (laughs) really, and like ketchup and stuff. And like we had already like gone through like all the low end stuff that you do. Like we were out of ramen, even everything at that time. Yeah. And so my parents would have to like, either go grocery shopping for us. Like, it was just one of those things where, like... Or just bring I, we were, down. I was at, like, no... We had no other option. Yeah. And your your parents would bring down the basics for us a lot. Like, thank goodness for both of our... Like, all of our parents that year, honestly. Yeah. Because I don't think we would have made it. Yeah, like, we were, we were like, 100% on our own. Like, we were taking care of all the bills and everything. Oh, wait, no, yeah, your no. dad was helping because you, yeah, you were going to school. Yeah, because I was going to school. That's right. He did help because you were going to school. But... But that didn't make up for, like, how much income that I would have been bringing in, even as a part-time right. employee. And I just didn't have the time to work. I mean, I could have gone part-time at school, but... In my head, I wanted to get graduated as soon as possible so that I could start working in my field as soon as possible. Right. Which is so ironic looking back at that. Because that didn't really happen. No, it didn't. Um, And that was another thing that I really, really struggled with. And like beat myself up really hard about is I went and took like... The first nine to five job that well and wasn't even in my field. It was a. It was kind of. We kind of had to really at that time because yeah. we were at such like a low point financially. Like, it was we need to do something something now. Yeah. That you're done with school just to get by so we can figure out what what the plan's gonna be. Yeah, and I was only planning on staying at that job basically for a couple months. This was the this was the first job at credit union. Yeah, I was a bank teller at at a credit union here, and I worked there full time. And my intention was to stay there while I was looking for either an esthetician job or just building up my own thing. And I stayed there a lot longer than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was almost a year that I stayed there. Right. Um, And it was such a toxic work environment there on top of it that it just like, all kind of came crashing down on me and I finally was just like okay I can't do this anymore gotta quit yeah we'll figure it out luckily I had gotten a couple raises by then too so like I was making a little bit more money not a ton but like I was making a little bit more money yeah so I I quit that job and I attempted like just jumping into my own business from that point And I wouldn't recommend doing that (laughs) just because, like, I was trying to, I was trying to make ends meet at home and jumping into a business that wasn't fully built up yet. Well, and you had, you were still, like, new to the industry, too. And, like, your skill, you hadn't refined your skills yet. Which this is the what in my and I remember help pushing you to do it because it's like you gotta start sometime. Somewhere. Yeah, and I was so scared 
to talk to you about it because I didn't want to feel like I wasn't contributing to the household. Not that you've ever made me feel like that. Yeah, I never, never actually ever really thought about it. No, you, and we've had many conversations about it. It's definitely something that I put in my head more than you put in my head. Mm -hmm. But I just have this like equal household type of mindset. Which I do too, for sure. But like, just because you were having a hard time, you know, starting your business and stuff like that at first like it didn't ever really cross my mind of like oh she's not she's not pulling her weight it was never like that it was more just like I just got to keep doing what I'm doing try to you know just get better at my at my skill of building hot of doing body and paint and eventually just working my way up to get raises to where we could be better that's really all my thought was during the whole thing yeah I think the reason why I took it so hard um, is because there was like a nine month period, I think it was after I left the credit union, um, where, where I was trying to do the business from home thing. I couldn't really afford to rent a space yet in my head at that time, which now looking back, I feel like you can always afford it because it will just push you to make that yeah to make it work to make that money yeah like you have to make that money that month in order to pay your rent so you're gonna be pushed harder whereas when i was doing it from you took the safe route i took the safe route because that's when you kind of started dealing with your with your depression a little bit more yeah and that actually i feel like pushed me into a deeper depression and had i had more anxiety because I wasn't leaving the house because I was when I was working and bringing clients to the house, I was still at the house. Yeah. And a couple of other outside factors were contributing to it. Just I think a lot of stuff from my childhood that I had never really dealt with either was kind of catching up to me. Yeah, in that you, year. You, yeah, you're really, really hard on yourself too. Yeah, I that, felt a lot of that had to do with that. So much guilt and then I constantly thought about like I'm not doing enough for the house. I'm not I'm not going to be a good wife. I'm not going to be I'm not being a good friend right now. So like there was just this constant like self-destructive self-talk. Yeah. For a solid nine months. Yeah, and there were, like, it got pretty bad sometimes that, like, there would be weeks where, like, you wouldn't have any clients for, like, a few consecutive days. And, like, I'd come home for lunch and you'd, like, be laying in bed and then I'd come home from work and you'd still be in bed. And, it, like, I started noticing that, like, obviously so- something was a little off. But at the same time, I knew that you're pretty aware of your own... You're like, you're aware of yourself. And I knew like eventually you were going to say something about it. Well, now is the problem was almost being too aware of it. Like I was so aware of it that it just pushed me deeper into the hole and made it to where like I was so scared of everything that I just didn't want to get out of bed. Yeah. 
It's like having the anxiety in your head of I need to do this and this and this, but the depression was pulling me into the bed and saying, no, we're, we're going to keep it safe where it's comfortable and all that. And that was really hard. Like that year was really, really hard. And I feel like it was a good test for like our engagement. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't really, like, it did affect our relationship at that time in, in, like, not big ways. Not in the way I think a lot of people would think. No, no, it, it was more just, like, I kind of felt like I had to kind of, uh, just step up in the sense of, like, kind of being your cheerleader almost. Yeah. And I just, like, tried talking to you about it a lot. You tried checking in with me a lot, which was awesome. Yeah, and then I just, like, tried to, like, just be motivating, I guess, when I could and just say motivating things or whatever. And I remember um, during that year, I was going to therapy, which I'm, I'm really open about people going to therapy. I think it's important that pretty much everybody tries therapy at least once in their life. Yeah. Um, I originally started going when I was 16. Um, but that year I had gone back to therapy. Yeah, because I remember you said, you're like, I think there's like, I think I need to go back to therapy. Like there's yeah. something wrong. Yeah. I need to figure out what's going on. And that's what I've always known like about you is like when there's something off, like you notice. And we're not just talking about like you're sad or about something. Like it's that's not really what it is. It was like an uncontrollable um, urge for you to just kind of like panic at everything. Well, I was... had anxiety over everything. I was doing everything possible to better myself, quote unquote. Like I was doing all of the self-help things and trying to take care of myself and it just wasn't enough. Yeah. And at some point... I do feel like people need to reach out for help if they can't get it together on their own. And at that point, I couldn't get it together on my own. And I remember going into my therapist almost every week and just like beating myself up about not making money and like not having a job. And I I was starting this business, but it wasn't profitable. It wasn't where I wanted it to be at that point. And I remember her telling me over and over, like, you fixing you is your job right now. Like, don't worry about anything else right now. You need to work on you and just focus on what's going on in your head and your heart right now and once you've got all that figured out then you can take the baby steps and she kept telling me like even if you get up and take a shower and go to the grocery store that day like that's a win yeah yeah and i brought that up to you and you were totally on board with that too like i I remember talking to you, I was sitting down on the bed in our second apartment and saying, like, I feel, I just feel like I'm not doing enough and I'm constantly beating myself up about it. And you kind of said the same thing to me. You're like, 
we just need to focus on mm, I do remember that you yeah. feeling better don't worry about anything else right now yeah yeah because this was was this at the time when JRW started was this around that time it was around that time yeah and I got a a fairly decent raise so it was like okay no, we'll be able to no that's not true um Okay, so JRW didn't start until my current job. We came back from our honeymoon. Oh, you're right, you're right. So yeah, okay, but I did. I think I did get another raise at my last job. You so did. It, it was like I was able to kind of get us through, and it really it wasn't even at the worst point. Like we were way poor before, <laughs> so like we were able. Oh to, yeah, we, we were able to pull through pretty fine. Yeah, we were way worse when I was going to school. Yeah. Um. Once I graduated from school, I feel like we were a little more stable. Like, my my income would have helped, obviously. Oh, for sure. But it wasn't necessary at no. that time. No, so that's why I was okay with you just, like, figuring it out and, like, getting to the point to where you're feeling comfortable to start working again. Because it had been a while that you hadn't. And, like, yeah. I know that just you just jumping right into something – especially at the, you know, the mental state you were in, it would have just been too much at that time. Right. And just, like, scared you off. So I just wanted you to be in the right headspace before you start doing anything. Well, and I wanted to be in the right headspace before we got married, too. Yeah. Like, I, mental illness runs in my family. like Runs in my family. In both of our families. <laughs> like, depression is really something that both of us are probably predisposed to yeah and so it's something that you and i both have to look look out for in each other and like something that i especially will constantly have to battle through the rest of my life and just being aware yeah because even now you still eventually like you'll be off for like certain periods and then you'll tell me like i think I either either need to you know get back on my antidepressants or go back to therapy. Which luckily you've been you've been pretty good for a while. Yeah, I've been I've been off of the antidepressants for probably six months now. Yeah, I I wanted to wean myself off of them, not because I have a problem with taking them, but I. I want to see if my body's reliant on them, I guess. Right. And so I I feel like I've been doing pretty good. Yeah, well, now your business is doing well, and, like, you've had other job op- – like, you have other opportunities within the same space as your business, and, it, like, you're really excited and motivated for it. But luckily, like, for me, I've never really had to deal with depression or anxiety. The most anxiety I've ever felt is during Patriots Super Bowls. Oh, my hell. Like, so, like, that's, like, all I really have to go off. But, like, because you've dealt with it pretty much ever since we've been together. And, like, Mm -hmm. it's in my family. Like, my mom and my sister sometimes would go through it. Like, I kind of just knew how to handle it. And the one thing is, like, it's really hard for people who don't understand anxiety, depression, because they've never had it. So sometimes they're, like, really put off. Or, like, they think depression is just being sad when... Like, feeling sad and remorse towards something that happened is totally different than being depressed. And 
Yeah. And I, I've just learned that over so, so many times because I've seen people with great situations, great lives, and they're still depressed. So, like, it's obviously not just, like, something that they can just get over. So I just kind of learned to be able to accept it. Obviously, that's the first thing you have to accept and know that it's there. And then just just be supportive. Like, that's all I could do was just be supportive towards everything. Anything you wanted to do was just trying to be supportive. Even if it was something that I didn't really agree with, it was like, that's not what you needed. It was just like, support it, help her get through, you know, anything that she's trying to get through. And it was just, it was an interesting time for our relationship because there, it was like more, I was like helping like a, like a best friend out. It was like helping a best friend get through something. It like changed from like this, like not changed, but you know, like the relationship dynamic just, just changed a little bit. Well, I feel like it got stronger because that was a side that like, especially with the anxiety we had never really seen that side. Neither one of us had really seen that side of me before. Right. And so not only was it new to me, but it was new to you and our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you handled it in the best way you possibly could have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's probably some things I could have done better. I'm sure like there's... I don't are... think so. I mean... Yeah, I'm the, I, I don't know. I don't really remember all I'm that I'm the well. judge of it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I just felt like it was... I was harder on myself than you ever were on me. And I would, like, self-destruct in my own head and say, like, oh, he's going to he's going to think that I'm not going to be a good wife or I'm going to be like this the rest of my life. And then I would have a conversation with you about it and it would be the complete opposite of what was in my head. Yeah. And you were just supportive. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't want to push anything either because like someone who is, you know, struggling mentally, last thing you want to do is push them into doing something that maybe they don't want to do or they're not ready for even if they want to do it like i remember we would set like really short we set really small goals Mm -hmm. for each week or each day like super small and that helped and i would help and i would help you get to those goals i would ask you i would you know and like we would just do it or we do the things together yeah and um i think that's the biggest piece of advice I can give anybody who has like somebody close to them who's dealing with depression is to not like they can't help how they're feeling and while while it's on the individual to like want to help themselves in my experience with depression like I wanted to help myself so much, but I couldn't. It was like I was paralyzed. And it's like a paralyzed person who wants to walk. Yeah. And so having like a helping hand, somebody that's supportive to just like set a small goal, even if it's just taking a shower that day. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah, like a shower super is a small. Win. Yeah, just super small goals that were that more than you did the previous day. And that's what people who have never experienced depression don't understand about it. 
Yeah, well, because because what I've kind of always perceived it is because you would always talk about like the things that like where you wanted to be and 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 like you know you wanted to have a, a successful running business and to be completely independent on your own, blah blah blah. But it was like okay, well that's you don't, that's out of the picture right now. Like that is way too much of a goal for you starting out, like right as out of the gate. So that we need to push off to the side. We need to work on doing this first. Like we need to work on you know making an Instagram account for your business and then pushing it and getting a, a client. Like let's work on small things first. And like I feel like you would have like these big goals in your head and then know that you couldn't reach them like right immediately. So it would like prevent you from even trying. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put how I was feeling. So so that's why I just was like, well, let's just start small goals so you can feel what it feels like to to accomplish a goal every day, even if it's super small. Because then it gives you motivation to like try to kind of just keep going. Yeah. And now you're at the point where like that's kind of what you're doing. Obviously now we have set other goals for your business. And well, you just you just move the, the, the goalpost a little bit more each time you make, you make it. And yeah. I mean my business is obviously a big part of it. But I feel like I do that just in life in general now. Like yeah. I make a small to-do list every single day of manageable goals that I can accomplish that day. And if I don't get it all done, I forgive myself for it. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, you're, I think I've learned over time that like, you're not always going to feel motivated and it's okay to not feel motivated all the time. I feel like we live in a culture where like, if you're an American, you have to be working 60 to 70 hours a week and be successful and make all this money. And mm-hmm. that's not happiness. No. Who Who's going to be happy doing that? Right. Not very many people. So there's going to be ebbs and flows. And if I feel motivated one day, I get as much done as I possibly can on those motivated days. If I'm not feeling motivated and I'm feeling like a lazy couch potato, I allow myself to do that now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There just has to be a, a nice balance between the two. Like, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's plenty of days where, like, I'm not motivated for work. I'll just, like, get to work just feeling ugh. And it's, like, hard to, like, get going. But what – I yeah, exactly. I'll do the same thing is I'll set a small goal – for like, okay, let's try to get here before lunchtime. And then when you when I would hit that, then it's just like, it's easy after that. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things that probably everyone deals with. You know, I, luckily there, there's people who don't have to deal with anxiety and depression like myself. Not saying that like I'm immune to it because I'm sure it, shit, it could happen, but. No, but some people's brains are like more genetically predisposed to it yeah. than others. Well, and I just try to stay, I just try to be very optimistic and just try to stay positive. And that's why we're a good fit because you're a little more... I'm a Debbie Downer. Yeah, you are. You kind of see the negative in everything. Not so much, not so much. <coughs> you're getting better with it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Rude. Anyways, yeah, you're kind of a little more pessimistic. I'm a little more optimistic, but sometimes I can be a little too optimistic. Where it's like, I'm like, ah, oh, we'll be fine. Like, it'll be okay. You know, work itself out. And sometimes you'd be like, no, like, we need to do something about it. So it's like, it's a good, there's a good balance between yeah, the two. Yeah, I don't know if I'm so much a pessimist as I am a realist. Like, 
I don't know. You're pretty pessimistic. There's times where like something will happen and it's just the end of the world. You're just like, no, everything ruined us. And I just be like, no, let's just start here or do this or whatever. Okay, but that's when I'm really upset. My point exactly. That's every woman on the planet, babe. Yeah, I guess the that's sky true. is gonna be falling when we're in a state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, luckily. You know, once, like, you did therapy for about a year? Yeah, I, that that time I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was about a year to a year and a half. And right. I still go in, like, every so often for a checkup. Like, if I feel, I know my triggers now. That's the thing is, like, I feel like I have learned so much in therapy and have done it for so long that I don't need to do it every week anymore right. or every month even. Well, me and you've gotten a lot better about talking about it as well. Like, yeah, that was another thing. I wouldn't communicate it. Yeah, me, me, we talk about it. Like anytime you feel anything or I can tell anything, like we talk about it. Yeah. And that seems to have helped a lot too. Yeah. And just like not beating myself up anymore. I had to completely learn how to change my inner dialogue. And like, that was not an easy process. Mm -mm. Because your brain is the way it is for your whole life. At that point, it was 21 years of my life. And I had to completely relearn how to talk to myself. Right. Just to get through each day. Yeah. I mean, even a day-to-day task. Right. It had to be... I had to relearn how to say, like, it's okay if you don't do this or if you don't do it a certain way. Right. Well, and that's Kinda what... crazy. Yeah. And that, I yeah, that's just a good way to think about things, especially considering where you came from. But, yeah, I mean, it was a, that was definitely a big pivotal year in our relationship just because, you know, every obviously all, all that, like, we just talked about. But, like, for me, going through that year, like, I had... There was a little bit of stress of like, you know, work. Make like I was still starting out in my industry, so it was like I'm still trying to figure out how to be successful in what I'm doing. And I wouldn't say like I I didn't say I I was worried about you because I I don't think that was it. It was just like. It was like you were definitely in my mind a lot. Just like hopefully, you know, we can like. Actually, it wasn't even hopefully. It was like we'll get through this. It's just gonna take time. Like that's what I would tell myself. Was just like. It's everything's gonna be fine. We're just gotta get through it. Take At baby some steps. Point. Yeah, we'll take baby steps. Like we will be fine. Like this isn't like nothing's gonna change. We just gotta just keep going. And like that's kind of how I just like I've always tried to look at stuff when it came to any kind of adversities that got thrown into me. It's just like keep going. Like keep moving forward. You can't slow down. You can't stop. Like and that's all I wanted to do was just. Just keep doing what we were doing at home, at, at my work, just making it through. And eventually, I mean, that's exactly what happened. Like, we made it through, and we were, and yeah. your, your business started picking up. You did, get, you did go back part-time to another bank, to another banking job. Yeah. You went back part-time. So it was actually... It was about 15 hours a week. And it was a good balance because it allowed you to, like, have a structure-stable income from the bank and then also still be able to pursue your business and i was able because my business was still at home at that point the whole reason why i got that job was to get get me out of the house yeah yeah and that was that was the other reason yeah you're right that was one of the reasons where you're like let's just do that so it get it gets you to leave 
and like be productive and get ready and stuff like that. So it makes other tasks easier. Yeah. And, and it helped now, a lot. Now, like, I feel like I'm in such a good place with that because I'm about to leave that part-time job finally. Yeah, and, and go full-time with your business. Go 100% full-time with my business because it's built up enough to where I can do that. Right. If I were to go back and do it again, I would have just done that from the get-go. Like yeah. gotten a part-time position somewhere doing whatever while I was building up right. my business. But we didn't know. I mean, we were young. You we you were just out of school. I was pretty much just out of school and we didn't know. Like we were just kind of winging it. We just had to figure out it on our own and like that's just how what you do when you become an adult you know you just have to just roll with the punches yeah and we figured out a good balance because there was the good balance of you still going in part-time to it to the bank and then you still had plenty of time to do your business and it worked because now like you're in a now, spa and now you're about to go full-time yeah. and you're so motivated to do it too like like you're more motivated towards this than i've ever seen you towards anything so like it's really cool to see like where we've come in the last couple years just in that not so much like not so much like actual materialistic things like the house or the cars or whatever not so much that just like mental headspace of the both of us of like being successful in what we consider being successful because like we're never going to be like making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year we're never going to be you know you don't know that well i yeah i guess i don't you never know the opportunities that come up but in my, like, in what I do, I'm never going to make a ton of money. But, like, that's okay because as long as we have a good home life, a good relationship, and I like my job, that's all I really care about. And that same thing's for you. I mean, yeah, I we feel just like... need to just get by and live a, and we can make the rest what we want it to be. Yeah, I feel like that's one thing that you and I have learned to to focus on really well is whenever there is a hard time, like, I feel like now we both know that it's temporary. Like, whatever we're going through, it's temporary. Yeah, it's always temporary, yeah. And so we just try to look at, for the light at the end of the tunnel and try to make small goals and small wins to get to that light. Yeah. And sometimes you just kind of have to just wait it out and just see what happens. Yeah. Like... The most re- recent example is you found out that you were losing your job at, at the current bank because they're closing all the banks. Like U.S. Bank is closing down all their banks. So you were going to lose your job in a few months. Not all their well, banks. Well, not all of them, but like, okay, most of them. But anyways, you were losing your job. Like you found out you were losing your job and it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Like is your business ready? But then we just kind of just sat on it and then an opportunity popped up for you to work in conjunction with people you work with at the spa. Yeah. And it's going to make up the difference while you're still doing your business and everything. So it was like, okay, it just worked out. Like sometimes you just have to wait and just see what happens. Another good example of that was, do you remember, um, like right after we bought our house, it was the summer, um, and I was having like a complete meltdown on in our bedroom because I was like, my business just still isn't where I want it to be. Guys, being a business owner is freaking hard. Anyway, um, I was 
like about to throw in the towel and yeah, quit. Yeah, you were. I yeah. was about to say, you know what? I'm just not where well, I want to be. It's been three years at this point. Like, and you kept maybe, comparing yourself to everybody else. Yeah, and I just kept thinking, like, maybe I'm just not suited to be self-employed. Like, maybe I just need to be working for a corporation. And literally a week later, I had somebody contact me, who I now work with, and they wanted me to rent a room from them and yeah. do lashes out of their spa. Yeah, because they wanted someone to do lashes in their spa, and they saw your stuff, and they wanted they wanted you to be yeah. in there. They and contacted I had, you. I had never met this person, and now, like, I'm in that spa. I work with these awesome, wonderful ladies, and, like, I feel like they were just meant to be in my life. And so just, like, waiting it out for Yeah, a sometimes bit. you just kind of just got to keep going. Like, just don't slow down, keep going, because like, you right. always meet new people. There's always new opportunities that come around. You just have to be, you just have to look for them, and you have to be willing to take them when they come, even if they're scary. Yeah. Like, even, like, them reaching out to rent a room, like, we weren't really sure if you were ready, and it was a big overhead, considering we just bought the house and everything else, so it was like... Well, I mean, this is a good opportunity. You just have to take it. Like, yeah, you just it was go. like sink or swim, take the leap. Yeah. Now or never. And so that's what I did. Yeah, and, and it's worked out. It's worked out great. Well. Well, good job, babe. Is that a good place to end it for today? Yeah, I think that was that was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, if anybody has any questions or anything, you can email hitchedhiskids at gmail.com. Listen to us on Spotify iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, or just right here on the Anchor app. That's really cool, too. And uh, give us a five-star rating, if you can, to help us get up there on iTunes. We really appreciate everyone who's given us a rating so far. You guys are freaking awesome. Yeah, so thank you. All right, and we'll uh, see everybody next Monday.